welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Bay Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jasmine Ellis. And if this is your first time tuning in, oh my gosh, you're so late. You should be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. Welcome. This is a safe space. So what exactly is Rhythm and Bay? Well, it is a music appreciation show for and by comedians. Not for comedians. We're terrible people. Nothing should be for us. Okay, it's starring a comedian. That's me. I'm Jasmine Ellis. I've been doing stand-up comedy for eight years. But before I got into comedy, I was actually one half of a morning show duo and worked in radio. I love music. I love talking about the stories behind music. And I love talking about how music connects us all. So if you're new and you've got some episodes to dig into, enjoy. I've got a video episode that you can see on this channel right here starring Clint Colley from Advice from a Fuckboy, which I think you guys are going to love. We're also releasing a new episode with Vanessa Gonzalez. You might know her from HBO's Entrenos or her special on Comedy Central that's streaming on Paramount+. Plus. We talk about all different things. And during that episode was part of our season two special, Behind the Murders. We just locked this up, so by the time you guys watch this one, we will have wrapped on Behind the Murders. Each episode of Rhythm and Bay has a segment where I talk to comedians about the top five songs that they would say tell their life story. And then we have a history segment called Off the Record. Season one was all about feuds, breakups, mishaps, situations that have ripped famous groups, couples apart. Season two was behind the murders. Like, get it? Like, behind the music? Like, VH1, please don't sue us. Anyways, it was all about the histories and mysteries behind musicians who were murdered. And that's coming to a close. So this is the perfect time for you guys to tune in because starting next episode, we are digging into the combination of music and movies. These are going to be our silver screen songs. So each week, I'll tell you about a different song that should have been in a movie, a song that was taken out of a movie, how a song was made for a movie theme, how a song became associated with a certain film. We're gonna study the combination of music and film and how those two get all sloppy and just make a whole situation. So after this week's episode, we're gonna have a whole segment breaking down our silver screen songs on our off the record segment of Rhythm and Bang. Now, without further ado, I am so excited to bring you my interview with someone I consider kind of a comedy mentor. I really enjoy working with this person. I got to watch them work and build their new hour this past summer when I opened for them in Austin, Texas, and now I've got them on the show. So I present to you Rhythm and Bay, Jasmine Ellis' interview with Roy Wood Jr., Okay, and so that is going to wrap up our segment on that. Now, I'm super excited. Now, you guys know that every week I get to bring in guests that I think are amazing. That's always true. I only pick people that are amazing. And today I'm really, really excited because our guest is one of my favorite comedians, and he just released a special that you have got to watch, like figure it out. The fine time, you've got to watch it. It's so great. It's called Imperfect Messenger. I am so excited to have Roy Wood Jr. Hello. Well, thank you, ma'am. How are you doing? I am good. (laughs) I'm good, man. I am. I'm really good. I actually just finished watching Imperfect Messenger again because I just, I liked it so much. Like, how does it feel to have one of the best specials of 2021? How does that feel? I don't know if it's one of the best. It's just, it's the best thing I've ever done. I will say that about my special, but you know, it's been a lot of good comedy this year and you know, Michael Che still laying in the cut. You know, Ali Sadiq coming around the corner after him. 
um, Ricky Belez, Ida Rodriguez just dropped a good one. I got to finish it. I'm about halfway through and then the boy woke up. And, you know, the way Ida Rodriguez be talking, you can't watch that round no five-year-old. <laughs> 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 yeah, let that breathe that late at night, over hour, overnight, <laughs> after hours. <Yes. laughs> oh, man. I guess I, it must be a balance of, like, trying to watch what you want to watch as an adult and then also, you know, appealing to his sentiment, how much Paw Patrol and Bluey you're going to watch each day. <laughs> yeah, he's finally at an age where we can kind of, like, it's the early days of finding things we both agree on watching. I understand now more than ever this concept of family viewing. I get it now because it's just you and your child both trying to agree on something so you can feel like you bonded before you both went to bed. Like, yeah. I get it now. So the floor is lava. That's our show right now. That's the one we watch together. I have watched that in a hotel room or two. I enjoy family programming when I'm by myself. <laughs> I don't know what I think. Like, you know, yeah, because a woman traveling alone, I have it in my mind that like if a killer was coming to kill somebody, they'd hear me watching some family program and be like, oh, she got kids. Let me leave her alone. You know, like it's <laughs> a good strategy. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I can sit here and enjoy this and but no you to you that's bad usage of time you gotta watch the shit that you know um you can't watch around anyone else like that's that's when the time alone you know that's when you're supposed to watch all the weird evil like i can't even play have my playset like i didn't even realize how violent my video game library was until i had a child he walked in the room watching me play call of duty and i was like ah no yeah, I guess I got to play Mario Kart for a little while. Yeah, heads exploding can be a lot for a small child to just walk in on. <laughs> oh, man. So fatherhood, touring, staying busy, so much going on. So, you know, I'm so excited that you came on Rhythm and Bay. As we do with the podcast, each episode, I have my favorite people make a playlist that tells their life story. And you had my favorite response when I asked you because you were like, this is a homework podcast. I'm not just going to say some bullshit. So <laughs> I know yeah, you put a lot of thought into your list. I'm not a big, just in general, which is just a testament to how much I like you. I I don't like homework podcasts. Like I, I like it's like, it's got to be somebody I really like. Because usually it's not, something that's tied to something that I actually give a shit about. We're like, this is, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. That's going to tell the story. And it's basically using music to tell my, like when I did this, uh, the Forkful interview, and the Forkful interview was essentially food. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your life through food was essentially the premise of the interview. And I was I like, love it. Okay, and then halfway through the interview, I was saying, oh, yeah, man, me and my daddy used to grocery shop, and that's what I really used to connect with. Oh, uh, first song, uh, Still Standing by uh, Goody Mob. Okay, Still and, Standing by Goody Mob. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Still Standing, it's it's about being, it's about emotional resilience, right? And so I think that as a comedian, you have to have that one song that gives you, how can I put it? The emotional perseverance to keep going after you've had a cry in the car moment. 
Yes. <laughs> Does that make sense? The, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Um, but there's a line, well, really CeeLo's entire verse. I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but uh, there's a part of it, the very end of it. He did, did, did. Now the listener in here want the same flow, but I got to love it enough to let it grow, clever enough to let it go if I don't want to rap no more. So to me, that's the, that's, that's about the creative evolution of an artist. Mm -hmm. The listener in here want the same flow. So people want you to do the same thing, but like, no, I can't do that. I have to change. I have to grow. I have to evolve. And also, I'm sorry, my son, it's, it's peak child noise time. If I didn't learn shit else during the shutdown, six, six to 8 PM peak child noise. And there's That's nothing when these you can do get about bad. it. I live in an apartment with thin little walls and the upper kid, they have a schedule. So like from like 5.30 to, to eight o'clock, I'm like, is it is it because they're running out of snack time energy and they're ready for dinner? Like they get bad as hell yeah, in that little window time. It's all of the above. So I, I don't even trip on it anymore, but the part in the song that really, that really just speaks to me, I was granted this music as my soulmate to procreate and give back what I was given a life worth living. Hmm. And so like those those two bars from CeeLo and that Goody Mop track really do define for me a great deal of why I do stand-up comedy. And comedy makes me whole, it makes me happy. So hopefully I go out and I do the shit and it makes somebody else feel the same way. That's awesome. You made me think of two questions that I wanna hit on. Uh, one, so many comedians I talk to, if given the choice, they would switch careers with a rapper or singer in a heartbeat. Would you say you do the same thing or no? No, absolutely not. Rap is a terrible that. industry. It's a terrible <laughs> industry, and I don't know why anybody would become a rapper. It doesn't end well for most. How many retired rappers do you know that still just rap? Every rapper that, that you love to say, oh, he doing all right, he's 55 because he does stuff other than rap now. He molted, he evolved. You can't rap past 40. After that, you gotta find something new to do. Snoop Dogg is cooking with Martha Stewart. Ice Cube made movies for 20 years. He, Ice Cube did movies longer than he rapped. If we probably go back and really do the math. You're probably on right. On both career arcs. So- You're definitely right. No, no, you have to be up. I'm not going to say it's a bad thing to get into, but if you're asking where I would want to swap, absolutely not. Not a chance. <laughs> okay. Not a chance. You might be the first person to answer with like no hesitation. Absolutely you not. couldn't drag me into it. But I also did morning radio for 15 years. So I've seen most rappers that were on the way up at the top and seen them on the way down when they came back through Birmingham years later. <laughs> and so... <laughs> That, uh, yeah, that's going to be a pass for me, dog. I I definitely can respect that answer. I, I'm so lucky I get to do comedy, but if one day my voice got swapped out with Beyonce's and I could just make money laying across pianos, I don't know. I, I don't know if I wouldn't take that route. Singing, I don't know if I'd be a rapper, though. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's an acquired taste. 
Now, my second There's question. There's no money in performance. The growth is, the, the money's in production, mm -hmm. in, in entertainment. The money's behind the camera. So, you know, if I'm going to teach my son to do anything, it would be to be a director or something. Like, I could care less about him. But do you want your son to do comedy? I, mm. People ask you that a lot. I'd rather not. But he's funny, so I have to deal with that shit. And people talking to him and he cracks jokes and he is legitimately silly and it's not something that i taught him it's naturally in him mm -hmm. so i have to acknowledge that but then there's also part of me that's like hey man let me show you how to run this camera real quick real quick boy I mean, that's smart. You know the industry from the inside, so you can help them. I am a firm, I want to see more black nepotism. I I, I am never, I, I think that would be wonderful if, you're, if your son, you know, obviously has his own talents and abilities, but can like have that head start. I want to see us have head starts. That's why I never complain when I see uh, a, a Jaden or Willow Smith accomplishing anything. I'm like, good for them. Good for them. Like, yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> Now, my second question that your, your first song made me think of, what was your last crying in the car moment you remember, if you care to share? Um, it's too long to tell on this podcast, but basically in terms of career, mm -hmm. I don't remember the year, it was like 03, 02, 03. Somewhere in there, I was in Kentucky and a gig canceled on the way there. And that gig was my gas money home. And so I was halfway there. I did not have enough gas to get home. I did not have enough money to get gas to get home. And so I pulled over to truck stop and I slept the night and I couldn't, um, like I literally couldn't figure out how to get, cause I don't want to borrow money from anybody. Cause I'd already exhausted every, you know, whatever. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, if, if your viewers Google, uh, Roy Wood Jr. Failure Lab, just failure lab. Mm -hmm. the, the, I told it at a moth show years ago. It's like a 20, 25 minute story, but the long story, the long and short of it was that in keeping that faith, it gave me like, just, I met a guy the next morning. I slept the night at the truck stop. I met a guy the next morning in the truck stop I was going to some day labor work. And I started and I did some temp, temp um, work that morning. And that's how you I made the money to get home. picked up a whole new career path for a day to get yourself home. Yeah, but that became the norm after that. I was like, oh, why hadn't I been doing this already? Like, why, why didn't I just, if I'm working a gig and I'm in the same city for four days, I should get a day job and that will be additional revenue. And so that, that essentially was, it was a terrible moment at the time. It was very sad, but flipped it into something that much more meaningful, you know, like that, which in a weird way, because I didn't want to do two Atlanta songs, but in a weird way, it brought me into the second song, which was mm -hmm. Get Up, Get Out by Outkast, which, one. you know, the whole hook of that song is essentially the essence of that story. Get up, get out and get something. Don't let the days of your life pass by. You know, get up off your ass and be a better <laughs> and make something of yourself. 
So, you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, here's why I do comedy and then also work hard, work ethic, get up and go get them like that type of shit. That is definitely one of those parallels between comedy and hip hop is, it's like, it's hustle culture. You have to, you have to make yourself, you have to push yourself. You have to keep working or else you're like, nobody else is going to just hand you stuff in either, either art form, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely is a culture where I believe that comedy, honestly, I'd say it's 85%, it's it's 50% emotional perseverance and probably another 45% hustle. And then the rest yeah. is just skills, you know, if, if you can actually do it. But that's why there's a lot of unskilled people that are successful <laughs> because <laughs> they are, they are, un, they are unmoved by failure. And they also have enough sense to know that it's just about hitting the drum again and again and again. And like, that's why every comedian knows somebody way more talented than them who quit or never stepped in because they were nervous or afraid or the fear of failure was too much. And, you know, whatever, whatever, there's a bevy of reasons, but I truly believe every comedian knows somebody that it's probably funnier than them if they actually were given the struggle, if they were given the structure and the opportunity um, to enact all of that. I don't, like everyone I know is so much less funny than me. I'm kidding. <laughs> that would show so little self-awareness. And I was like, I'm the funniest bitch I've ever met. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm, like I'm not even, I wasn't even, top five funny on my school bus in high school you at least need to be the funniest person on the school bus and i wasn't even that and i have a career <laughs> so imagine what they would have been if they had actually like buckled down and tried <laughs> damn damn that is yeah. that is crazy growing up so you, uh that i i'm curious to know like with both of those songs, are those ones you like to listen to like in on the way to a show when you're getting ready? Like when did when did these come into your your repertoire? Just at random. I don't really listen to these songs regularly, but they are like they're staples. Like more mm -hmm. when I'm in a mood. But uh, no, um, if we're talking in a sh on the way to a show or in the morning, that's more randomness. I mean, I could be listening to. It. I love hip hop instrumentals, so I'll do a lot of that sometimes. I like I'm hip hop instrumentals are like the most quickly growing YouTube trend that like that's what everybody likes to listen to when they're trying to focus their work and for me I have ADD so I always think the lyrics are about to start so I'll pay way too much attention waiting for it to start like and that's where like I really couldn't give this category like, like you asked for five songs right mm -hmm. and I had to cheat because I had to give one category to your to your question about preparation, show preparation, right? Yeah. For me, for show prep, I enjoy doing songs that are breathing exercises because that gets my lungs in a place of. And you've seen me perform. It's not. Mm -hmm. I'm not Cat Williams. I'm not running around. But there are parts of my act where it is required that I talk really, really fast and then really slow and then bring it back up into another octave and then down again. Mm -hmm. And I need songs that push that type of breathing exercise. 
so that I'm not necessarily out of breath because there are certain jokes that performatively, if you can complete an entire 30, 40 second run or a 30, 40 second exhale, essentially, then the joke hits different than if you take, take a breath in the middle of that run. And so for me, there's a couple of, it's, and it's not even entire songs as much as it is verses of songs that I can't explain it, but like, this is the song I need to hear to get me ready. And so Killer Mike has this song, well, Chameleon has a song called Southern Takeover. Chameleon Air. Yes. He raps at like a hundred beats per minute. Like, are you yeah, <laughs> Chameleon, but he's he's fast and slow. But then there's Killer Mike's version. Killer Mike's verse mm -hmm. is insane. And to this day, I can't do the verse without wheezing. But every time I'm a little closer. But I know my joke runs will never be as extreme as what Killer yeah. Mike is doing. So probably once or twice a day. Um. I try to like just rehearse some rap song. I just do, and it's just one song, one verse a day, and that's enough. And that's just a general breathing exercise. The way some opera singer might go, whether the weather be fair and all of that shit. Like I just have to, like Eminem, there's a number of Eminem songs that are amazing breathing exercises if you can keep up with them. I still feel like they cheat some of that shit in post-production okay. to run all of it together because it's inhuman. It's really inhuman. Um, but yeah, that's, that is that's so funny. That's I can't imagine you fast rapping like this. And now I'm I'm not going to be like, you got to do it right now. But it's just wild to know you could have had a career like Carmen doing Buster Rhymes versus on YouTube. <laughs> no, I didn't say I rap well. I just say I just recite the rhyme for the sake of breathing. Like, this is Killer Mike's verse in Southern Takeover. It's the Mr. Fofif Toda, cooking cup with baking soda, dub, roller, pro smoker, wood, gripper, pistol, whipper, murkin' nigga, iffy figure, fucking with my figures, makes him richer, he should know instead of it'll make him deader than a Sunday, fucking with my money, get your money, snatch right out of Sunday school, on a bright and sunny Sunday, this ain't funny, I ain't joking, bout my coat, package come up shoulder, might kidnap your wife and daughter, bury them down deep in Georgia, no DJ, see, I always run out right there, no hey. but in the verse, he fucking goes all the way and I don't know how, like there's certain rappers that have this ability to enunciate on the inhale and not mm. just the exhale. And it's it, it's the only thing I wanna talk to Killer Mike about if I ever meet him is this verse and whether or not they cheated this in the edit and took his breaths out. Hearing you talk about the technicality insane. of all of this is, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you just now. No, that's fine. Hearing you talk about the technicality of all this is like so interesting because you don't, I guess, you know, I'm only eight years into doing this. So like stand-up wise, I don't think about like how I need to make sure I have enough breath, but I definitely have given an out of breath performance and been like, that was fun for no one. I <laughs> Well, stack your show. You do all this physicality and then you have a joke behind it where you running your mouth a lot. That joke's not going to hit because you're still catching your breath up from the previous joke. So you have to stack the show a certain way as well. You know, there, there's a lot of different, like, I don't know. I just get when in times where my writing is slow and creatively I've hit a wall, I love to think about different ways um, 
I love to think about different ways of improving and punching up a joke. So it could be volume. It could be high to low. It could be like talking loud versus talking soft, talking fast versus talking slow, talking deep versus talking in a different octave. What if I change this joke and I speak in this octave? Like those things, you know? So it's, it's, it's that type of shit where, how can I put it? Like, those are the things that matter to me. Like, how can I enhance this joke? If I've written every punchline, I've gotten every possible angle out of it, what else can I do? Oh, well, if I say this faster, that connects quicker. But man, I sure do get tired when I try to connect something really fast. Maybe I should, <laughs> maybe I should learn how to breathe better. <laughs> and rather than jog, <laughs> I just recite rap songs really fast. You could jog, but you're like, nah, no, nah. <laughs> I ain't doing that shit. Nah, that sucker shit. I'm not doing that. <laughs> not really. Uh, but yeah, that that song, those that genre of music, Bombs Over Baghdad is another one. I don't think I know an, like, a uh, single lyric other than Bombs Over Baghdad because it's just it. Well, so what bad. I used to love about Outkast is that Outkast would include the the liners in the songs or whatever. Um, and so you could read along. You could, they would include lyrics of song in the CD liners, so you could literally just read along. That was such and a great era. How I started, yeah. I miss that. Yeah. I miss getting a physical yeah. CD and being able to read the lyrics along. I miss that a lot. Uh, I don't know how much you want to talk about your special, but there's a great bit you have about a record store and just that this little aside of <laughs> reminding people that you used to go buy records. <laughs> yeah, you went to a building where the music the music was in a building and you had to go into the building and go, do you have music? <laughs> and they would say <laughs> yes or no. <laughs> and that literally defined everything about, <laughs> you know, who you are. It's like just being in a room with next shoulder to shoulder with a stranger just rummaging through old used cds trying to find something for three dollars <laughs> age is one of those things that hits you fast and i i didn't realize how out of touch musically i've gotten until it occurred to me recently that like i don't know what any rapper looks like like not like not like any like any rapper under twenty five years old. I could not pick them out of a lineup, and that's like that's I'm like fair. oh, I'm I'm getting I'm getting up there. That's fair. Like there's definitely there's definitely like a group of of rappers now where I know you're a rapper, but I don't know which one. Yeah. You know, like I'm starting to turn with rappers now the way I am with like these white girls in their 20s, the white musician. And so like Avril Lavigne is probably the last one I could recognize. Avril Lavigne like, is 34 years old. <laughs> I know. So that tells you how long it's been since I've been able to recognize why he's just, I'm a white girl in sneakers and I don't smile much. Like, <laughs> you know, those musicians, the, the non-smiling white woman artists. 
So if Billie Eilish and Lord came up to you, coin flip. If Billie Eilish has the green hair, if she's got the green hair, I know she's Eilish. But if you give me her and let's see, didn't even know she changed it to blonde. I thought she still had the green hair from one of the what was it, the Grammys when she won a bunch of Grammys? She had green hair. Yeah. Grammys. (laughs) Yeah, I I couldn't tell you though. That's half the reason the Grammys are still on is just so like <laughs> your dads can go, who is that? And it'll be like your one night to catch up on who exists. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's your grandma's chance to learn who all the musicians are. Um, so, speaking I'm of music. Trying to think. Yeah, it, there's... There's there's a there's a couple of other this this actually ended up being more difficult than I thought it would be. Oh, it's okay. Um, I mean, don't feel any shame or like you need to overthink. I have had six different people tell me that the Ninja Turtles turtle rap was a pivotal moment in their life that shaped who they were. So I <laughs> this is a non-judgment, all discovery. You you've hit me with three different southern hip hop songs that I only one of them I've heard before. So it's kind of exciting to learn something new. Introduce me to something new. Um, Outcast prototype was the first real heartbreak I had. Um, I hope that you're the one. If not, you are the prototype. Uh, th- it's, I've discussed this too many times in more angrier capacities, but long story short, early 20s. I was dating somebody and you know, like you really wanted it to work and then it fucking didn't because she still had a big daddy and that dude came back in the picture. So, and you 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 live, you learn. Baby daddy's got carte blanche on that pussy. They can come back around. Uh, First day. The fourth and yeah, they can invoke diplomatic immunity. <laughs> Hey man, listen, I decided to get my family back together. Appreciate you holding it down for me. <laughs> it was one of those situations. So yeah, Outcast Prototype, man. That one, that's one of those songs that'll still hit you a little bit. And I probably should stay say that now because I'm in a stable, insane, and decent relationship. But you asked me to do the homework and this is fucking honesty. So I'm not gonna fucking And I I'm appreciate that. You. It's a beautiful yeah. song. Yeah, it's a, it's it's one of those perfect songs because it's not like a, it's not like there's a bunch of lit lines to it. Like if you like look at the lyrics, you're just like, I hope that you're the one. If not, you're the prototype. Let's go to the sun. Let's go watch a movie at two in the afternoon. All right, end of song. it's it's kind of not a love song in the sense because he's acknowledging that like no this probably is not it this is probably not forever which is kind of the that's the beauty of most juvenile love is like you know that under 30 situation do you really can you promise forever when you don't know what a 401k is can you promise forever when your bones don't crack i don't think you can well it's it's pessimistic optimism you know hmm. in the sense that i hope i hope you're the one but if not i got a better idea of what i need to find so it's like i'm still going to get something out of this so you know that part of it i respect but yeah that song definitely 
yeah, that one still has a place. Right? Like, I put it this way. When it comes on on my iPod shuffle, I skip it. You still have an if iPod shuffle? Sense. You know what the fuck I mean, don't you? <laughs> I'm so I, sorry, sir. <laughs> you know what I mean. I, yes. It comes on my phone. which is This is called a podcast because of fucking iPod. No one has an iPod anymore, but it's still yes. a podcast. So we can still, I'm sorry, I'm raising my voice. I, um, I know, I felt like I was in trouble just now. I was like, oh, <laughs> we were teaching about records and you were like, listen, <laughs> I, you know what I mean. When it shuffles on your phone, it makes you, how does, how does it make you feel when it shuffles on your phone? The eyes just sounds like, mm, I don't want to think about that anymore. Oh. Like, and like to the point where that's still a song that, it, like to the point where like dating after that, I almost didn't listen to music around women because I didn't want to ruin any more good music. I don't want I don't want us to have no song and then this shit don't work and now I gotta give up that song. Fuck that. What's the problem with doing shit together as a couple? You have to let go of shit when you break up. There's a target in Los Angeles I can't go to anymore because it's hers. That's her target. Can't go. To this day, won't go to that target. <laughs> valid that it's is hers. it's hers she got it in the breakup that makes sense dang you had to you had to no, safeguard yourself from songs it, it, it does ago. and the prototype shit was whenever the fuck the album dropped like we broke up like a month after that album dropped so it's i will could be listening to the song again but i just eh, i don't want to i mean i don't want to shop at the target on sepulveda off the 405 <laughs> I think that's important. I think it's good how music can make people imprint on you. And I, I think it helps you grow as a person. I think I think going through life with a little spite is healthy. I, I maybe maybe that makes me crazy, but I think spite and resentment keep you sharp on how to not do things that make you feel that way again. I think you have to be mature enough to recognize that feeling like that is stupid. But then it also forces you into making choices that keep you from being like that again or being in that space again. You know, I think it's funny. Yeah. Have you ever had a song that you associate with a heartbreak, but then you kind of like forget the person involved? And you're just like, why does this song make me feel bad? And you don't even remember why or no? No, well, that's high school though I was gonna say shy if I ever fall in love again but that's just high school sweetheart shit all of that is a bit like high school love is supposed to crash and burn like that's yeah that's what that is supposed to do like if shy came on again I wouldn't like go fuck that song DJ but probably also wouldn't go ooh that's my jam but a prototype came on, I'd probably go to the bathroom and like get, uh, get the fuck out of this space for a minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm like if you well, took I'm me to that you... target on Sepulveda, I would just be like, oh, I'm gonna sit in the car and I make a call or some shit. You go in there and grab what you need. <laughs> I'm not going in there. <laughs> probably modeled that whole target, different don't staff. Matter. Don't matter. She probably lives in another part of town. But don't matter. That's her target. I gotta respect the territory. Them's the rules. <laughs> Those are the rules. Oh man! Uh, wow. So we're getting down the list. What's your What's your last song for the day? My last song. 
my last song is one that came from how can I put it because you, know, you think about like so my relationship with music so my father played a lot of jazz my mother I learned a lot of my taste in old head music from my parents and so that was from my father uh he did you know he did radio uh, he was more on the news and commentary side, but he had a jazz show that he did late at night. So learned a lot about jazz from just riding around the city with him because that's what he listened to. Um, but my mom, man, my mom, she was one of them old school Saturday morning, clean the house to loud ass music, open up all the windows type mamas. Uh, and Dion Warwick. Pretty much anything from Dionne Warwick, but the song I remember the most is Love Power, because my mom was seeing both sides of it. She was seeing the dude's <laughs> side <laughs> and, and the woman's side. So, you know, that part of it, I always appreciate it. But, you know, That's What Friends Are For is what, like to this day, I sing That's What Friends Are For at karaoke. That's one of my karaoke joints. Like I will sing everybody's part, Elton John, everybody. I sing everybody's part of the song. Um, but Love Power. I really do think Love Power, like that's the one. That's a great cleaning album. I wonder if watching your mom do the different voices helped you kind of develop that ear for mimicking that you use later doing prank calls? Yeah. Yeah, it, you have to draw from people in your real life to do prank phone calls properly. You've got to draw from people that are like actually like a little, like every prank call character is based on someone that's already a loose cannon and you're just yes. enhancing them a little bit. Uh, but yeah, DM work, love power. You know, that just takes me back to a time where even now to this day, I'll listen to music while I'm cleaning the house. But again, because my child is five, and I don't know what song is coming up next. It might be Murder, Murder, Bun B, UGK, Pimp These Hoes. I have to listen with the earbuds. So, you know, maybe I need to create a special clean playlist <laughs> so I can expose my son. But that's the thing I'm excited about the most is just slowly um, exposing my son to music. That is a beautiful thing. I can accredit most of my taste in music is from my parents never letting me touch the radio. Like just so much uh, 70s and 80s R&B. It's so funny. I was looking up the song to look at the lyrics just now. And the first, when you type in Dion, before you can get to Warwick, the first thing Google gives you is Dion Warwick's still alive. Dion Warwick, is she still alive? <laughs> I oh, hate yes. people. She was on Saturday Night Live this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it yet, but I gotta, I gotta watch that. What's wild is that if you watch the video for Love Power from the 80s, like she looks the same. Like she hasn't aged. Like, I just think black women, they get to 60 and then age, age loading stop. And then if they make it to 90, then they look 90. <laughs> 60, 90. I can deal with it. I think yeah. all, I think black women go 10, 15, 30, 60, 90. And it's just yeah. in the 30 to 60, you're like, is she 40? Is she 50? Like. Yes. Yes. It's Jada Pinkett and her mama. And then it's like you freeze into Felicia Rashad land. Mm -hmm. And then Cicely Tyson. 
and yeah. like you jump to 90 like that's where the jump goes but yeah it, it's 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 interesting though because you know as a love song it, this is it, it kind of has prototype vibes in a way in that mm-hmm. it's a duet where it's just two people just going my bad i i didn't treat you right you know i should have treated you better and i'm gonna say straight up i'm still not over you i'm i'm not i'm not over you that's really what the song is it's two people just singing to each other <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find where's the lip. Yeah. You see that I've never gotten over you. So I'm hoping you still love me like you did before I walked away. I made the mistake and walked away from you. And now I'm sad. (laughs) I've never looked at these lyrics before. The first line is, I saw a psychic in LA. And I'm like, this is so. That's yeah. what you do. <laughs> yeah, that was before Dion Warwick had psychic friends too. So you'd see she was already about that psychic life. <laughs> Saw a psychic in LA. It was just the other day. She told me what I knew was true. She told me I'd never gotten over you. Oh, and for yeah. a black woman to say that shit, whoo, that's some serious shit. That one was laying the pipe. <laughs> Jeffrey Osborne laying the pipe. Yeah, respect to Jeffrey Osborne. Got you going to psychics going, what the fuck is wrong? This is before black mental therapy. What the fuck is wrong with me, psychic? (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate people who will go to a psychic, but not a psychiatrist. I think that is an interesting, where they're like, ask ghosts, but don't ask uh, the government. No, I like, you can tell me what's wrong medically. You can tell me what's wrong spiritually, but not medically. I love that. I appreciate that. Yeah, it, it's it, but it's a song that takes me back to just my mother cleaning the house and things being much more simple. And I don't know, I, I songs like this make me think of her. So I think that's why I listen to her. my mom's still alive, but it's still there's just a time was more simple. And sometimes mm-hmm. you miss that. That's wonderful. That is a wonderful yeah. memory of your mom and. Thank you for sharing that. That's why I love to ask these kind of yeah. questions and find out, you know, what songs connect us. And you said you're looking forward to sharing those kind of things with your son and getting him on to some of the music that you love. And I'm sure but, he's know, been but sharing. Now, you know, but now that I'm older, though, you know, I'm... why was my mom listening to a song about a woman wanting some dick while cleaning the house? <laughs> uh, um for the theatrics of it all to perform as two people it's a because it's got a good beat maybe that's the song that got her back with your daddy i don't know um because um, jeffrey osborne's verse is just as depressing to this new girl i just had last night i tried to keep it light when she held me in her arms she knew she told me that i had never gotten over you Men, that is so funny that a man would like, she goes to see a psychic and the man sees a new bitch. (laughs) The young woman went to see a psychic, Jeffrey Osborne like, look, I just fucked this girl last night, but while we was cuddling after the fact, she was like, you don't want to be with me, you want to be with her. (laughs) But look, it don't matter. It got them both on the phone to discuss love power. 
Yes, it did. And that is, that is, that is the great connecting. <laughs> I would be so mad if my ex called me and was like, so I was with this other woman last night and she said, I should call you. I mean, mid stroke. She was like, how's Jasmine? <laughs> I, would be, I would be livid. I would be upset. Oh, yeah, the quality Folks, song. don't try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, that's right. that's 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 definitely a song that still um, still rings out. Well, that is the playlist of your life. Thank you so much for doing this segment with me. I appreciate you so much. Where do you want Rhythm and Bay listeners to find more of you and learn more about you? Um, just my name is Roy Wood Jr. Put an at sign in front, put a dot com behind it. Uh, but the more important thing, just go to ComedyCentral.com. You can stream Imperfect Messenger, my third hour special. It is available right now for free in front of the paywall. They might run a commercial here and there, but it's free. in the biggest scheme of things. Yeah, it's free right now. It's free. You don't even need a cable subscription. Well, I appreciate you. But no, it's free. It's free for a couple of weeks. Then they're going to throw it on behind that Paramount Plus stuff. Well, so you heard it. It's free now. Hurry, walk, don't run. Uh, Imperfect Messenger. And I just, just a good ass time. I really enjoyed it. I love what you do. I love that you can speak on so many different things and especially just talking about so many things that affect, for me as a Black woman, that I really enjoy hearing without being like harping on respectability or so many outdated things, not to talk about anyone in particular, but I appreciate what you do and love this special so much. I just want to tell you that. Well, thank you, homie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for being here. If you guys had fun, make sure you tune into Rhythm and Bay. Every week we got new episodes for you. Follow us on all the things at Rhythm and Bay. That's B-A-E, like the term of endearment on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Jasmine Ellis. You can find me at Jasmine Ellis Comedy. Thanks for listening. Keep it smooth. Big, big thank you to Roy Wood Jr. Super appreciate him for coming on the podcast and talking with us today. I had so much fun. If you did too, leave me some comments. You know, let me know if you had fun. Um, if if you didn't and you're you're a meanie who likes to leave mean comments, please don't, because I'll find you. I'm kidding. I won't find you. Please don't tell anybody I said that. But seriously, if you had fun, leave us some comments. One more thing I want to ask you guys, a big old favor. If you're liking the show and you love listening to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, give us some stars. A five-star review helps people find us. It makes us come up higher in the queue so that more people can know about us. So all that takes is a little bit of time and zero dollars. However, if you got a couple extra dollars and you're feeling really generous, make sure you check out the Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Rhythm and Bay podcast and find me, give me $10. That's all I'm asking for, it's $10 a month. You can also donate more, I won't fight you on it. But all I'm asking for is a little bit more support so that we can keep bringing you a well-produced, edited, on-time podcast. Because if I have no money, uh, we'll see when another one comes out. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I will try my best no matter what, but your support means the absolute world to me. And to thank you, you'll get exclusive early access to episodes and extra content and even some merchandise. So make sure you slide on over to that Patreon. As always, I am your host, Jasmine Ellis. You can find me in all the things, just like I said. I've also got a comedy special on this here website right now where you're looking. So just Google my name or Google is Google's not the general word for search. Okay, search my name, Jasmine Ellis, and you can find my comedy special on Dry Bar Comedy's YouTube, or you can find clips from my comedy album, Trash Baby. So if you thought I was fun or super annoying and you'd like to antagonize me more on the internet, 
that's your choice. Either way, Jasmine Ellis, I'm available on all the things. Rhythm and Bay, find more of us. Thank you so much for watching, listening, sharing, and liking this. Bye.